Hello and welcome to Build Back Better, a series of online conversations from For the Region about the future of South West Wales. Hello and welcome to Build Back Better. Today's conversation is going to be a bit different from some of the episodes of our podcast that you may have watched before. Uh, we're bringing you a recording of a conversation we've had this week with young people across Wales. This was an event that we hosted in partnership with the Wellbeing Economy Alliance um, to hear from young people about what they're thinking in the run-up to the Senate elections in 2021, the fact that young people from the age of 16 will be able to vote for the first time in Wales this year um, presents an exciting opportunity for all of us really to make sure that the voices and values of young people are amplified and that we're all campaigning for a greener, cleaner, fairer, more equal, more prosperous and healthier Wales in alignment with the goals of the Wellbeing Act um, and really with what young people want to see for our nation. Um, so I hope you'll enjoy just listening into this conversation, which is a compilation of voices from young people from right across Wales, which I was privileged to be able to facilitate this week. Enjoy and we'll talk to you again soon. My name's Dawn Lyle. I run a number of organisations, um, but more recently I've been involved in the Wellbeing Economy Alliance, which is a new organisation for Wales, um, which is a really exciting initiative and it's the Wellbeing Economy Alliance that's hosting today's discussion. Um, I'm someone who is just a passionate believer in Wales. I love living in Wales. Um, I really value so much of what we have here. So I'm one of the really positive people that always wants to look at uh, the positive sides of what we have um, and what life is like for, for people across Wales. I just believe so passionately that uh, this is the best place to live in the whole world. And also I believe that the future of our nation is what we make of it. Um, I'm really all about um, empowerment of us as ordinary citizens um, and using our voice to stand up for our beliefs. Um, and helping to shape the future of where we live um, and our communities based on our own values. Um, so the Wellbeing Economy Alliance uh, really spoke to me as an individual um, because it's all about thinking about the economy in a whole different way, which really aligns with my own values. So a lot of the ways in which governments and politicians um, think about the economy is really focused on economic growth all the time. And they measure the success of countries based on, you know, how's the economy performing, uh, the growth, the GDP, uh, which is basically how much is the country earning in money every year. And it's this idea that we, we value things and we judge the success of things just based on economic growth. Well, the idea of a well-being economy um, turns that completely on its head and it says what's the point of economic growth if all it does is make us work harder and it doesn't actually generate any improved well-being and so the well-being economy alliance says the economy should be all about making life better for people there's no point in having economic growth for its own sake we want economic development that improves people's lives and that looks after the environment and that generally builds well-being. Um, so that's a whole new way of working. And there are a number of countries around the world, including places like Scotland and New Zealand and Wales, where governments are really saying, yeah, we want an economy that 
improves lives for people rather than just endless pursuit of businesses and economic growth. Um, and so that's the movement that we're trying to start here in Wales, um, build awareness of how things could work differently and what's the purpose of the economy and what does well-being actually mean? When we say we want our economy to serve the well-being of people and communities, what does that actually mean? Um, so that's what today is all about hearing from you guys about what's important um, and seeing whether together in conversation, we can come up with some clear core values for Wales. What, what does Wales stand for? What's important to us? So we wanna hear from you uh, and we wanna talk about values. We wanna talk about what's important and we wanna talk about how we can build that movement um, for Wales. Similar to what um, you said, Dawn, I, I'm just passionate about being from Wales and being Welsh, and I'd love to make a difference in any way I can, but I, I'm not quite sure how to get started and stuff on an individual level. Um, and I also just wanted to then meet with and talk with people who are of the same demographic as me and who have the same feelings as me and want to try and make a difference in any way. So, yeah, I was just excited, to be honest, and looking forward to this session to meet with and talk with people just like taking forward our key interest in being involved in um you know, politics and sort of just having your passions brought forward to a uk level or um any representative level um and sort of reminding each other that our representatives are just like us um so we just had a discussion about that and different types of politics it is the uh Gwent green party i'm just been nominated literally just in between christmas and new year for the constituency um and um yeah I, I basically was saying like you know it, it's it's great um being involved in such a party because you know it, it's it's not being uh prim and proper as you see on the tv everyone's in a suit and everyone looks a certain way and talks a certain way no i'm a working class woman I, you know i've got tattoos i've got dyed hair i'm a metal head and it's, it's, it's just great that, you know, it's not about what I look like. It's about the fact that I want to help the environment. I want to do what's best for Wales. I want to get young people like myself's voice um, matters. You know, our voice does matter. And we need to, you know, bring that forward. And we need to start saying more and be like, no, you know, this is, this is our time now. This is what we want. This is what we like. And we're, this is what we're going to do about it. And it's great that you guys are doing this. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. I was in a group with um, Evie and Scott and we were talking about how um, we're all uh, passionate about the environment and the climate crisis, but also just partly wanting to find out a bit more um, and also kind of get our voices heard and kind of um, any small change that people can make or take part in is always positive. Yeah, I was in a group with Evie and um, Chawan and Basically, what we've just said is, you know, I think we we know we don't know a lot about politics, but I think right now it's an important time where we've been given a platform as young people from literally the age of 16 to be able to have our voices heard. So it's us just recognizing the importance of our voices. So I think just this platform is a good start to that. So that's why um, we were involved. Me and Ellie, who's also in this call, are part of a group of youths called the Youth Climate Ambassadors. So we represent Wales um, as a whole. There's a group of young people all between the ages of, I think, 16 and 25. And we're basically here to spread youth voice about saving the climate and hopefully talking about going to COP26, taking a few of us to go there, which we're working to plan because we're working with Size of Wales and the YCA. So um, 
um, one of our correspondents, Susie, really wanted some of us to come today to spread youth voice, especially around politics and things like that. So um, me and Ali volunteered to come today. I'm really passionate about climate change and just Wales in general and the well-being. So I joined just to raise my thoughts about climate change and stuff. I set up um, a Facebook group called Trees for Carmarthenshire. So because I'm very passionate about climate change, like I've said, um, I set up that page to try and encourage councils and uh, just people in general just to have an interest in planting trees and whatever, just to tackle the climate crisis. So I've been working. I've sent emails to the town council, the county council, because I just feel not much is being done um, to tackle the crisis. So I set up that page and there was a link, a news article on Facebook the other day and it said a flood prevention scheme is happening for Ammonford. But it said um, some trees may be fell during the process. So I emailed um, Natural Resources Wales on the account email and I asked if, um, so if a tree is felled, would they be able to plant three more? So I emailed them um, and they transferred it to the right department and whatever. So, um, and then they got back in touch and they said that will go ahead. It's just a small change, but it's a big change as well. You know, it's quite easy to assume that young people don't care about these things. I think it's easier to assume that as well, so you don't have to consider them, um, especially within politics, because because we're not there, we don't really get considered. But um, I think a lot of young people, I think I've had this discussion with you before, that a lot of people are um, interested in politics, but not realising it's politics. So they're very passionate about the environment and the BLM movement and, you know, all these massive things that are going on at the moment. And like, but we'll say, oh, no, I don't like politics. I don't like politics. Because I think there's quite, um, how do you say, like a bit of a perspective of politics. But I think you'll be surprised that a lot of people will be interested in quite a lot of the topics that we cover. So not so much party politics, although we have got quite a lot that are very passionate about that. It's more about politics as a whole and reminding people that, you know, if you're, you know, going to school and not happy about the education you receive, that's politics, you know. Um, not happy with the prices that your food are, that's politics. So I think reminding people that that is politics, I think they will realise that they are interested in it. And it's not a, like a negative thing to be interested in those type of things. I think when people think of politics, they think of Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. So it's reminding people that it's not all doom and gloom. Sometimes I feel like maybe young people don't feel like they care. Not that they don't necessarily care, but they don't feel like, like, even if they did care, nothing's going to get changed. So why should they even bother to care rather than, you know, they know that maybe they know the issues are a problem, but yeah, sometimes it's just that lack of like, well, what's the point? Um, so sometimes I do think that's maybe the case a lot of the time, um, especially when, you know, we, even if we did care, like the government's not doing anything about it. So I think like now it's a really good opportunity to sort of change that perspective and then maybe more people will then get involved as well. Um, both myself and Phoenix, who's also on this chat, are part of um, the Pembrokeshire Youth Committee, um, which is set up by Pembrokeshire Coast National Park um, uh, kind of Association. 
Um, they have a couple of groups like the Youth Rangers and this Youth Committee as well, um, which were set up to get young people more involved in things like this, getting more involved in local policy and the environment and how um, uh, the access to environment can improve well-being and how it, that can also help with climate change and kind of all how all these issues come together. Um, and so I think that, that that's like um, well, in Pembrokeshire for us, that's a way that we can like get involved and um, feel like we're making a bit of a difference with various projects and things. But it is quite a small group in compared to like the population of like young people in Pembrokeshire. Um, so I think that um, and one of the projects is um, uh, talking about um, there's like a youth manifesto that we've been developing in the youth committee um, with one of the points being trying to get um, young people, especially kind of from the start of secondary school and primary school, um, more interested and concerned with like nature and kind of having a voice from an earlier age, because it was kind of discussed that in primary schools, um, children might be more involved with the outdoors or kind of have more of a hands-on approach. But then as soon as you go into secondary school, that kind of, the school kind of doesn't really take an interest in the natural environment anymore. And um, the focus becomes a lot more on exam process. Um, so kind of, hope, well, it was going to be starting last year, but obviously you've had to postpone a lot of things. Um, but yeah, there's like a, there's about an eight point manifesto that we've been working on um, with various things, trying to uh, get Pembrokeshire as like, obviously part of Wales, like uh, make more of a local and conscious decisions about these things. I just wanted to say, I think um, compared to say when I was in school 10 years ago, there are more people young people engaged with politics now and i think that's a that's a great thing and i wonder if it's because a uh, people have more access to the information online like social media um they're more they access to more opinions rather than say watching the same news show day in day out um i mean this can be a bad thing and a good thing but i think access to information is helping to increase the amount of pe young people getting engaged with politics. So let's talk about that for a minute then, because you've said that can be a good thing and a bad thing. And one of the big issues I think at the moment, and if you look at how divided American politics is and how you know President Trump has used Twitter to create this huge division in American society, um, do you see that happening on the social media platforms that you're engaged with? Do you see a rise in the kind of divisive, racist, um, you know, do you see those negative voices being amplified or do you see positive campaigns or is it both? It's important to show young people where to look for reliable information because I think at the moment social media is quite a dangerous place to educate yourself on politics. Um, I think you'll find quite a lot of it is negative because that's what people are interested in and stuff like that, especially with all the stuff that's going on within America at the moment. That's everywhere, um, especially with the fact that Donald Trump's just been removed from Twitter. So it's all being on social media. So it's important to show young people the right information to look at and like not being influenced by other people's decisions as well, because I think it's quite easy for people to be sort of um, pressured by people, because there's some political parties that are really good at social media and some of that are not. And you, so I think we'll probably see quite a lot of uh, social media campaigns with political parties, especially 
uh, now that young people are being considered in Wales. So um, hopefully we can see more positive, but um, mm. it definitely is negative. Social media is like a help and a hindrance with this kind of stuff. Um, like I think Evie said that um, po- social media has made politics more accessible. You can more easily find out information and stuff, but it's also um, amplified the problems. Um, I don't think... Wait, I, I think that um, Trump, social media and the like... I don't think they necessarily increase divisions. I think they've increased awareness of the divisions. Uh, I think those have always been there. Um, Like particularly with Trump, there were so many, um, because like echo chambers, there were so many people saying, how could this happen? But then you spoke to particularly ethnic minority and black people about Trump and they were just there like, we knew this would happen because America's racist. You know, so I think those divisions have always been there. I think that Trump social media have have just uh, exacerbated them and made them easier to see. Mm, that is a really great point. It's amplified them, made them more visible that the divisions exist. Uh, maybe it brings out the worst in us. From my reading of history, um, the more difficult and, and emotionally um, straining as the, the world situation is, the more people veer towards extremism one way or another. Um, and so I think that those divisions already exist and maybe the, the, the 2021 elections are going to bring that to light. Um, that is going to be difficult to deal with, but I think at least it's going to make it visible because it's already difficult to deal with. Um, already we are having like really big discussions around family tables that make my brain go and wanting to possibly strangle someone. Um, and I think uh, when, you know, um, having them at least out in the open and discussed by people who hopefully are actually in charge of anything, <laughs> unlike me, um, is, is, is going to help. From my own observation from where I live in Torvine, young people tend to be a little bit more left-wing, um, so a little bit more socialist and social values. Um, and obviously the older generation, you still obviously have left-wing um, and socialist values, but a lot of them seem to be more either in the middle, on the fence, or more right-wing. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's that's where uh, there, there can be a bit of a division, is young people want to have their voices <clears throat> heard um, and want to uh, act more on the socialist values. Um but can be put off perhaps by their parents or their grandparents who have obviously got quite old, perhaps old fashioned point of views um, or right wing point of views that don't quite mix with your own views. Um, and again, going back to the, you know, the, the table conversation that can be very difficult. Uh, you know, politics is a no go in my house. Uh, um, you know, even though I'm a, a constituency member, it's a, it's a no go. Um, and it's really, it's really difficult and really hard. Um, because you know, there's lots of things that I'm I want to talk about and want to share, and, and it's virtually you know, pretty much impossible. Um, and it's a shame. And I think a lot of young people can be put off from that. You know, their their parents, you know, uh, automatically go, "No, you're wrong. This is this is what you know. You shouldn't be voting at that age. What do you know about politics? Or what do you know at your age? It doesn't that doesn't matter. That doesn't you know. It, do do you care about the planet? Do you want to make a change? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, 
then go for it. Don't, don't worry about what they say. You go for it. You do it. You know, if you've got a passion and you want to do your best and try and save this planet, then I am by your side 100%. You go for it. And well done for you for sticking up for it and doing something that you want to do and not be put down by someone older than you just because they're older. There was just a quick point about how whether those divisions exist in Wales, the answer is yes. Um, and I just said that I think whether it be the Welsh government or third sector, there's just really clever marketing about, you know, Wales is inclusive, we're all Wales, we're all, you know, we're all Welsh. Um, as much as, you know, those parts tell us that we're Welsh and we feel Welsh because we were born and raised here, there are people on the street that constantly remind us we aren't, whether that's in schools or parts of Wales where you get just looks for being there um, visually. But, we're, you know, people are told day to day in the doctor surgery that we don't belong and all this sort of thing. And racism has changed in the last few years. So we had a, I'm part of an ethnic youth support team um, and there was a meeting there where the discussions were about how racism has changed. And it used to be things like, well, I'm just glad you're not English by um, Welsh people. I'm just glad you're not from England. You couldn't be anything else. But now it's um, a lot more right wing, a lot more white supremacist, a lot more, um, yeah, extremely right wing and UKIP and immigrant based and all of that stuff and Islamophobic massively. So we can see the change in that. And that definitely shows the divisions exist. Um, although... It's, it's very much um, so that, you know, all the people, I think they do veer towards, um, yeah, more middle to left to right wing. I totally agree with that. And uh, our values are much more um, representative of sort of socialist values. I know that sort of, um, so my family's from Poland. And um, so uh, my parents actually have very real experiences of living under communist regime. And that was awful for them. They're very traumatized by that. Um, and it's sort of the worst possible outcome for them is for, for communism to return to the world. And that's actually a real fear. So I think we need to um, uh, really understand that sometimes uh, the older generation also are speaking from, from actual first-hand experience. And so having an understanding and a compassion for that and trying to find a way of like sort of like I still, I'm still struggling with that. Like, I'm like, well, but socialism, the way we, we see it nowadays is different to communism in, in Russia. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's just like, the, and the, 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 maybe the economy, uh, the um, economic and political um, stance of communism and socialism is not the problem that happened in Russia. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's the dictatorship, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so those, those kind of discussions. But at the same time, you know, like obviously there, there's like a real big sort of red, veil um so we need to have an understanding of that and also um having had um i assume some of some of the british parents will have um strongly in their, and grandparents will have um strongly in their memory sort of um defending the, the country against like invasions like from like during the second world war um and so there's a there's a huge amount of pride and that's that's real to them, although it's sort of outdated, definitely. But it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking about the emotional side of it, not the factual side of it, the emotional side of it. The Second World War was a, a long time ago, not a very long time ago, but was a long time ago now. Um, and obviously it's coming into, uh, the more we go through the, the decades, we're getting closer and closer to a hundred years, which is hard to believe. Um, but it, I think it just shows you how fast and how much society has changed in such a short period of time. Um, 
you know, not just politically, but in general, you know, look at how much technology has changed, you know, in 50 years, let alone 75 to 100 years. Um, and I think that's what we need to bring forward with the terms like, you know, communism, socialism, dictatorships and all that is perhaps take what we learned from past experiences, take the good, take the bad and bring it into a modern term, a modern day, you know, modern light and be like, yes, okay, this is this is what your perspective of perhaps socialism was back in the 1940s, back in the 1950s. Yes, we still have some of those ideas, but, and there should always be a but, we've moved on from that. We want to bring this into 21st century modern society. How can we shape socialism for the values and the core that people want nowadays and not what it was 50 to 70 years ago so yeah some great um themes coming through already in what you've said young people in wales will be able to vote for the first time 16 year olds will be able to vote for the first time in wales's elections in 2021 so lots of people are going to be asking you know what do young people think about politics how can we get more young people involved how can we get young people to register to vote i mean those are all good questions but what we're asking at the wellbeing economy alliance is not just how can we get more young people to vote but how can we shape what we're voting for you know what are young people and the general population voting for and it comes back to what i've said about what are the values? What do we want for the future of Wales? And how can we make sure our votes count for that rather than trying to pick between sort of party political arguments? What do you love about living in Wales? What are the things that you love and you value about life in your community, your life now? Um, if you've grown up in Wales, what have you loved about growing up in Wales? Or if you've come from elsewhere, and you've moved to Wales more recently, what do you love about it? What are the best things? And sometimes the way to think about this question is um, if everything changed over the next five or 10 years, what are the things that you don't want to change, that you never want to lose, the things that you love about Wales that make you feel lucky and privileged to live in Wales where you live? We were basically just talking about um how people um, who moved from other countries to Wales to study um, and people who've grown up here, like I've grown up in Swansea and how we've been, we felt very accepted into many organisations. Um, I'm not saying that other countries don't are accepting, but from my personal experience, the various Welsh organisations I worked with have been very passionate about am amplifying youth voice and have been quite supportive of that and never really patronised me because of my age, because I'm only 17 and I've, joined a few things and just my experience growing up here and the various career prospects I wanted to go into and especially in the education system I feel like like the Sarah Network and things that work with colleges and secondary schools I just feel like they've always been very supportive and very accessible there's a lot of groups that young people can join and trying to get people maybe from not as supportive backgrounds and working class backgrounds to get into higher education and get into better colleges and things I've just had really good experiences with them being not very patronizing and very open and very accepting of all different backgrounds and all different age ranges and it's all to do with the Welsh organizations that I've been a part of specifically in Wales that I've had very very good experiences with. Just to just to emphasize really that sort of sense of community here in Wales um, and that you really do feel like I'm not from here I came 
to study here and I work here and you do just feel like you're a part of something and you you get that like Welsh sense of like pride almost for being well and like you really love Wales and you want to shout about it and um, I really really love that about being here um, and as well just maybe to say like um, that we have like just to bring up like the well-being of like future generations act and stuff I think it's really amazing to see that Wales you know is at the forefront of that and it's always at the forefront of like uh like what well, should be at the forefront of our like policies and stuff so I think that's really progressive and I'm like sort of excited to see like where that takes us in the future and yeah I'm glad you brought up the well-being of future generations act we can talk more about that as as we go on but that's uh that's unique to Wales to have a, a yeah. piece of legislation that puts those values of well-being front and center of policy making um brilliant thanks and I think you did you say beautiful coastline was that your last yeah. point yeah <laughs> natural environment I think um for us we also mentioned you know Wales is very diverse especially even Swansea we all came and well for me I came here for uni and even the friend groups that I made was just very people from diverse backgrounds from everywhere all over the world and I think that's very nice and you know till now it's just helped with you know a lot of things and there's a lot of opportunities as well um which is you know a lot of people do think there's more opportunities in places like London, but I, I think there's more opportunities here for people to do things that they're more passionate about. Um, so we've got quite a few things that we like about Wales, including the nature we have here, the kind of environment we live in, the countryside, the coasts, etc. Um, we value the opportunities that Wales provides for young people, and we feel like Wales took a really great initiative with the Future Generations Act. And we like that the Welsh government is like willing to produce policies that empower youth voice. Um, one thing that was like a really big thing for us was that we love the sense of community that Wales has as a whole, like the support and the community spirit that people feel. And like, we like the sense of pride that Welsh people have simply for living in Wales. Like we were saying that you find it a lot in sports teams, but we'd really like for that to be translated into your community work. Um, one thing that we did say as well was that people who have moved to Wales from another country, they feel like they've been made to feel welcome and that people have been willing to help, wanted to help. The main thing we agreed on was that uh, we love devolution. Um, and... Some of us are pro-independence. Uh, some people like me, we're still learning. Um, I'm edging towards independence though, personally. Um, and we were saying that this past year has been so confusing with COVID and all the rules changing immediately, uh, like a really, really short notice as well. Um, and things haven't been perfect in Wales. There have been mistakes, but uh, things have been a little bit better I think and we all kind of said like it's nice that the stuff from Downing Street doesn't always apply to us because uh, sometimes it's very confusing um, not to say that Wales is perfect in any way it's just that this year has really shown us that devolution is really valuable. What I was going to say is uh, what I love about Wales as I mentioned in my group I'm not originally from Wales I am from Latvia and I moved here around 13 years ago and um, just thinking about the opportunities people have here and the quality of life that people can have if they sometimes willing to take the opportunities you know a lot of 
things that I see as part of working for YMCA Swansea is that there's so much offered to young people if they're willing to participate. Even hearing here um, in the group, you know, so many of you guys are on so many different boards and representing people on a national and global level. And that's something, for example, for where I'm from in Latvia, that would not be possible for young people and it would not be possible for me to have a good quality of life if I wasn't born in the right circle or my circumstances are a bit different. So I think just celebrating that and appreciating what is possible. And that's what I love about Wales. Although obviously um, Wales is far from perfect in terms of um, um, diversity and racism and, and all that. Uh, at the same time, th we have made strides in it. Um, and it is actually, you know, you, you can meet um, people from from different walks of life, um, and there there is sort of a, still a sense of community um, among um, that even expands to to, to uh, people from from other cultures that um, you can't see everywhere in the world at least. So that's something that definitely was also appreciated. Um, not to say that we're perfect yet. Um, I'm going to put Reese on the spot in a minute because he started off talking about his passion for Wales and how much he feels that love for the country. So I'd love to hear your point of view, Reese. And in a lot of the meetings that I go to, you just mainly hear from the men all the time. So what I'm loving about this meeting is so many female voices as well, but we better bring in our brothers as well. Reese, will you share your point of view? Yeah, sure. Like you said, it is refreshing actually to see um, lots of, like, like you said, not just men, <laughs> you know, not just men sharing voice um, because um, I was the one who made the point about the passion in Wales and how passionate people are about being where they're from and how much they love it. And I'd love to see it translated more into actionable things in the community and people taking part and helping each other. That's what I'd like to see more of. And it's it's also, it's really refreshing and really nice to hear lots of you guys who are from, not, well, not from Wales originally and have come here to study or to work, whatever it might be, and sharing lots of good things you have to say about Wales as well. It's just really, really nice to hear. Um, like you said, of course, there's a long way to go, but... Um, yeah, I think we've we've done, done okay up to this point. And I think hearing what you guys have to say is testament to that, but it doesn't mean we have to stop yet. And yeah, we can keep going. And yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. And yeah, I'm happy to hear everyone saying nice things, to be honest, and be on the same wavelength. I'm from Pencoid in Bridgend, and it's only a small town. But like I said to the guys in my group, you really get that feeling then in Pencoid because uh, most people know everyone. Um, your neighbour is your best friend and if someone needs helping out you're more than happy to lend a hand to help them out and you really get that community feeling in Wales and I'd love to see that translated all over Wales for all I know it probably is it probably is apparent but I'd love to see more of that throughout Wales as well because that's probably the best thing for me about living in a small town is knowing that there are lots of people around you you've got a great support network and everybody um, is there to support everybody as well. Um, one advantage to Wales is the fact that we do have a smaller population because it means that people's people won't get as lost in terms of their, like, there's more chance of your voice being heard when there are opportunities for you to speak out. Um, but also because there's like a smaller like population, it means that people are more likely to like stick by each other and kind of have definitely have a sense of community because kind of you you feel very much connected to the people around you. I've lived in Wales forever. I was born here. I'm from the group where we said we all loved evolution. Um, I mentioned that Rashid and I are working on a campaign about votes at 16, specifically aimed at BAME people, um, letting them know that, you know, politics is a place for you. You might feel like, you know, you're not represented or your values aren't represented. 
but that yeah we all are Welsh and we all you know all our voices count and all of that sort of thing that um you know the barriers exist with younger people but also a lot more with young being people so it's about overcoming that but um yeah it was just basically what all the girls had said in our group that it is a strong sense of community and almost like we feel protected by having our own government um with the powers that we do have um like we said compared to what is happening in Westminster and with um the prime minister I just had a quick comment though on what you mentioned Dawn about um nationalism I think it's important to note as well Welsh nationalism is so different than English nationalism because it's a response to what Wales has experienced through you know history and currently and it's a lot more based in um just wanting to almost protect ourselves and have the right to govern ourselves if that makes sense so I think in that sense it's just good to remember that it's a lot less dangerous than um than what we'd assume is nationalism. Yeah, it's just the community spirit, you know, like when things get tough, like we go and help my neighbour and stuff because, you know, we are just Welsh. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the beauty spots we have. Um, you know, everything is just, everything just feels right. And, you know, when there's like, sense of community people come up to see if we're okay in the street and that it's really nice knowing that you've got like friends within your neighborhood and and just just stuff like that you know I really because I moved to Wales back in 2013 from England and the town I lived in in England wasn't that close the community was a bit distant it wasn't a very nice town really but when we moved here because we came to Wales every year on holiday that's why we moved here and because I used to live in Tenby the community was really close and like being in Wales has given me so many opportunities like I wouldn't have been doing youth work and stuff like this if I was still in England so I just love the community I love the history of Wales and like how close everyone is together it's just really basic things like um, our National Health Service and the access to education and also the safety of, um, I mean, I live in a more rural part of Wales, but generally the, um, the safety of living in Wales. Um, I don't think we should overlook like things that sometimes we might take for granted, but are actually um, really positive things about living in Wales. What we think is that in the upcoming elections, we, we want to empower organisations and people, young people and older people, to campaign and talk about um, Wales's wellbeing values, um, which are law in Wales. So the fact that we have the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act here in Wales, it should be above party politics. And in a way, it's something we can all unite around, those values that... Um, and those well-being goals that have come out of a huge number of conversations led by the Future Generations Commissioner and before, before the Act was signed into law, a huge amount of work, what, what should our future Wales be? But we should be able to argue for these things, talk about these things um, and be really vocal on the values of the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act um, in a way that's not party political, that it's just about what we've all signed up to um, and the things that unite us all. So what I'd like us to do next is just spend a few minutes thinking about each of those seven domains of well-being and see if you can think of just two or three 
pledges or statements of your own values in those things? Um, but we were saying a big thing for all of us was um, mental health in terms of the health part and saying that there needs to be a great access to mental health um, support for all of the community um, and that um, uh, Lee gave the example that for young people in order to gain support from the health from the health service you have to be at like a really high threshold which means that a lot of people who are experiencing mental health issues but might miss out because it might not be classed as I don't like severe enough or something to get level of help from um, the National Health Service that uh, there are obviously great charities and stuff but that um, if there was like more funding were present that then make a difference to a lot of people my big thing was health in terms of particularly mental health because i think uh, we really underappreciate how differently people um, are treated depending on what's what background they are from uh, there's a huge uh, amount of criminalization of marginalized communities um, who might be suffering mental health needs um, and um but also sort of in terms of physical care um uh, there's there's a lot of um differences so we need to like really try and merge health and equality um in terms like in those terms and um i have a big bug there about the mental health act and the abuse that happens with that um um but yeah there's, there's yeah. stark differences in terms of like you know uh, black people are just significantly like 80 percent or something more likely to be um sectioned under the mental health act which is just absolutely disgusting. So we need to make sure that we also, um, you know, recognize people's agency and wishes um, across all areas in an equal way. I think um, rural communities and places not so close to, um, say, Cardiff, where most of the money goes, um, I think there should be a bit more focus on towards, say, North Wales, West Wales, those areas that don't receive as much funding but say that also, for example, can link into the environment because um, I use this in a, as an example. Uh, we we're in a conversation the other day about how um, we want everyone to switch to electric vehicles. But the problem is, where's the infrastructure, the charging points? And there's that overlap between economy, environment, say health, e-bike schemes, Um yeah, I, I just think that overlap is quite important. Seems to be like a real difference between the provisions and rural communities to cities um, and sort of how they're connected, how, how accessible they are, um, which, you know, does impact on employability, um, on environment um, then, because obviously people are going to be using cars there then. Um, but also the streets are not in great order, you know, all of that. So there needs to be a, a bit of, of an injection of economic health and, and um, improvement of, of existing um, services and existing infrastructure. You know, you, you look at your things, uh, what we've been relying on during the pandemic, and obviously it's online shopping, it's your likes of Amazon, the likes of eBay. Um, and these, these companies don't pay any tax. And they're, they're massive companies, but they don't pay any tax. But if you look at the high street and how many empty shops there are, um, 
and uh, you know that that needs to change. Um, and one of the the ideas that myself and another member from the party came up with was, um, you know, how do we how do we get uh, new entrepreneurs into these shops? How can we get them to want to start a business and to get them started? So we came up with the idea of. Um, letting them have the, the, the unit for six months. Um, they don't pay any rent, but then obviously after six months, if they're actually getting somewhere and you've got people going in, they then start paying the rent. So it's given these new entrepreneurs the chance to start a business without worrying, going, well, if I don't get people in, you know, I have no money to pay for this. Just to get more people and more shops back open and not have all these empty units when you walk around town centres, it is it is a little uh, depressing, you know, that you've got the likes of Amazon um, uh, and eBay selling all this stuff and, you know, it's literally just at the click of a button and, you know, it, it that's not always good for everything. Some things it's great, but, you know, not everything works that way and we need to push that back more into the... Because it will help the economy as well and it will help the communities and there's lots of things, you know, that will engage in. But I'd love to see more done in towns and city centres and I think that could encapsulate lots of the topics. We've got those seven topics, um, such as economy, environment and culture and community. For example, if more of the spaces in towns and city centres were walkable, um, perhaps even pedestrianised, where there was more green spaces, more green walls, for example, more trees, more flower beds, etc. Um, I think, would in, um, for example, in terms of community, we encourage more people to converse with and meet in those areas. Um, I also think that the exodus of all the sort of big retailers from these town centres isn't necessarily a bad thing, because I think, like we've alluded to, it gives the opportunity for smaller, perhaps more niche industries um, Welsh businesses to start up in the local business, to start up in these um, centres. Another thing for economy, would it be possible for, in terms of like supporting the high street, like um, Jade was talking about, um, if the government uh, started a scheme that could help smaller businesses create online stores, especially now when um, during COVID they're having to close their physical shops um, uh, kind of on a regular basis, obviously with all the lockdowns. Um, but it would might provide if there was government support for that, either with the technicalities of doing it or getting it up and running. Um, it could mean that smaller businesses can kind of have a bit more of a place. And then if there was like somewhere where it promoted like local businesses in your area um, and then you could like instead of buying from places like Amazon, you could easily see that, oh, there's that business that's only down the road that I could buy from instead. And then in terms of environment, um, comments made about uh, the monetary incentive for green energy, both for um, private homes and for business and commercial, um, just so that there's kind of more reason for people to install solar panels or a wind turbine on their business or something, just so that uh, more people do that as well. There was, um, obviously there was talk about the environment um, and the need for more restorative work on our natural systems and um, biosystems in uh, the, the Welsh um, environment um, and to make sure that uh, we support recovery of those systems. Um, we would like to see a more sustainable and biodiverse agriculture um, that, um, you know, because currently it's just, just not sustainable basically. Um, and also for that to be represented in trade. Um, we wanted to make sure that we continue strides in recycling and plastic reduction uh, and um, do sort of uh, some 
have an idea for, for schemes to reduce uh, transmissions so like bicycle screens across uh, smaller communities as well as bigger cities. Um, so I think that's sort of the one that people uh, talked about the most because actually it touches on, on several of the other areas as well. I basically said um, as an idea was to have more organisations. There's a lot of Welsh organisations at the moment going around raising awareness and getting more young and older people involved in improving the environment, especially around Wales. And I think, surprisingly, there is a lot of people who still aren't very educated on it. And being able to, this also links in with community and equality, um, which, because they overlap, which is to um, encourage more people from different backgrounds, especially people in your community and then mixing communities. So having everyone as an individual to spread word about different things that they might be interested in when it comes to adding voices to certain organisations and just having meetings and groups to do with raising awareness for young people and older people on like deforestation and the things that go on in Wales and recycling and everyday life as well as more bigger issues that we're globally having to deal with I feel individually mixing communities um, from various backgrounds and making sure that it's not just the same group of people because what I found being in other organizations and groups to do with the environment is it's all the same people the same teenagers who want to help but we're not actually reaching out to the teenagers who maybe aren't don't know what it's about and don't want to get involved and I personally would rather include those people because for me it's about changing people's minds and perspectives on things rather than sticking to the same group of 10 people who want to do amazing brilliant things so for me the environment would be prioritizing more organizations and getting more organizations available to people around Wales and encouraging more people to be involved we also talked about uh, obviously spreading awareness through communities and getting more communities involved through different social platforms in a positive way, as a positive way as we possibly can. Another big one was um, equality. Um, I think um, we wanted to obviously make sure that people um, of all backgrounds and um, um, all circumstances are um, appreciated. Um, I think uh, we should. We certainly need to use this this momentum of the recent um, BLM and disability awareness uh, that happened during the COVID months um, to to further some strides in that uh, and to to um, ensure inclusion and representation and in the higher up spheres of uh, of politics and social matters. Um, with equality, I guess um, having reports is always positive. Getting people's voices heard, but there also needs to be um, people acting on the findings of those reports because it seems that sometimes people are finding the same things over and over again but there's not an awful lot of action um, and then finally we just started talking about culture and um, we're saying that there needs to be a wide respect for all cultures within Wales that there's still some stigma around certain cultures that um, needs to probably it it's kind of quite outdated and we need to be very accepting of everyone within our country um, I was just going to mention on when we mentioned equality and representation, the idea was to include voices in, in conversations um, yeah, across the board, education, healthcare, wherever it may be, just to cover the blind spots that those industries seem to have when it comes to diverse communities. Um, yeah, because if, I think if you speak to, to migrant workers and people that have come to the country from different backgrounds in healthcare, they'll have very different things to tell you from um, what we see in the mainstream. And that's something I've noticed um, through my work in Swansea as well. Very, very different experiences from um, nurses of diverse backgrounds, basically, in Welsh NHS. Um, a similar thing as well for 
culture. So um, just funding to bridge the gaps between whether it be working class or people from different backgrounds that don't often access the arts or feel like they have a place in arts and culture. Um, and again, the same thing with community. So it was really lovely, the conversation we had just before this, talking about how we all feel a really strong sense of community and people being there for each other in and around Wales. But that, again, is massively different to kind of the work I've come across and the circles I've integrated with, where it sometimes feels like we live in different worlds. Because um, for many people, it's not, there aren't people on the street that want to help you or be, will be neighbourly to you or, you know, are there in that sense. Um, I know some people mentioned they work for organisations to do with refugees and asylum seekers. Um, East Wales has referred so, you know, gets referred so many cases of really horrible experiences people have in Wales. Um, where people aren't as welcoming or don't experience that community. So for the community um, section, I would say if we could embrace all communities and make everyone feel as included as you guys mentioned, you feel that would be amazing. Um, and on a world step platform, I would say to strengthen connections um, with the globe and, and Wales, with, with the rest of the world and Wales, independent of the UK government, um, just to strengthen our own country. There isn't um, a lot of um, social provision, so um, community centres and and uh, support workers, health, and all of that is also really difficult to access. And obviously, that's also in the way of people accessing work. This is kind of a more of an overarching one that strategic plans for investment that will have long-term positive impacts, whether that be in health or the environment or. Um, equality or culture or anything there needs to be there's like lots of money like bouncing around and available for different projects but it, if it was kind of all funneled into kind of maybe some larger projects that were going to um, last a long time and make a really big difference that would be really positive and also saying that the future generation that's a really good thing but it's great to have it but it also needs to be at the forefront of all the decisions that are being made it can't just be something that's present that they can show off when someone asks a question about what they're doing for young people it needs to be active all the time our decisions as a country even though we may be small do have a wider global impact and acknowledging that fact and um, not just thinking about the future generations within our own country but also more globally um, and obviously working with other countries to just globally protect the future um, but if we have that kind of clarity over what our values are and what sort of policies we want, do we understand or do you think that people understand then how that translates into party politics? Like, do you then know who to vote for? So you say, OK, I really value mental health and diversity and, um, and I really want investment in town centres. How do you find out which party you should or which representative you should then vote for do you think that is a challenge I know it was a it was a there was like an online um quiz that I know myself and a couple of people in my um college used uh, when we did the voting last year um which kind of gave you which kind of completely like um I didn't show you what the uh policies matched up with what party I mean something like you could guess a little bit but um it kind of it gave you kind of questions as to how do you how would you like to respond to um, whatever situation, then it would come up with uh, all the different parties of Wales and their um, uh, policies on those issues. And then uh, you could, at the end, it would show you a percentage of like how which parties you agree with most in terms of what you find important in terms of policy. Um, and I found that a useful resource just because it took out all of the 
um, nonsense around kind of this party's doing this, that party's doing that. It was kind of more just based on your personal values, which I found really useful. I can't remember what it was called, though. I think that, too, is actually very, very useful. Um, I know when I started getting into becoming more politically aware, my mother told me to become more educated on the subject. I We didn't have quizzes and stuff like that in my school, and I did find it a little bit of a challenge to find out where I stood and what my opinion opinions were so I think maybe some improvement on getting more global quizzes and things like that out to the country for all young people especially now the votes being lowered I feel having things like that would really help because I know it would really help me I think many platforms like for example TikTok is very catered around younger people young adults and children and like I, I think earlier when I made the point about the same people being involved, I think that's because I know how I got involved is because I got involved through secondary school. From there, I worked my way up through different organisations. I feel many people don't do that in secondary school and maybe through platforms like videos or um, getting other young people or creators or people like, um, for example, working with maybe finding some TikTok creators. I know there's definitely people I've seen who I follow on TikTok and things like that who talk about um political views and young people and they talk about um, helping the environment and they spread awareness and they put links in their bios and things like that I think working with other young people maybe to make videos and posts and say their opinions so other young people can see oh I follow that person or oh, that person's the same age as me and they're believing in this maybe I'll have a little look at it I think making it a bit more relatable especially on platforms like TikTok Instagram and things a lot of young people are already on those platforms so I think it makes it more relatable and comfortable for them to want to get involved because it's not something like school or Facebook where they'll be a bit like oh you know they're on a platform that they're already comfortable with Rishi managed to find the name of the thing I was going on about. It was called Vote for Policies. Um, and that was the one that uh, my friends and I used, um, which was kind of done in a way that it was really quite useful. Um, but yeah, I think something like that would be really good because it kind of simplifies the whole choosing a party to vote for. Um, it just makes it easier and more accessible for people. Then again, like promoting things like that to young people or to anyone who's really interested. Um, just putting it in lots of different places, making sure that um, it's accessible for people if that they want to use that resource. And what do you think about the idea of vote for values? Um, and it's something we've been talking about in the Wellbeing Economy Alliance is, you know, vote, vote for policies, but voting for our values um, as, as Wales, you know, that, that sort of pride in the things that we stand for the things that come through the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act, those things we've talked about today, um, inclusivity, welcome, opportunity, sustainability. Does vote for values kind of resonate in the same way as vote for policies? That like policy is just another kind of political jargon, you know, just, just another word that excludes more people. So maybe values would um, be better. And what we're thinking is that people are turned off party politics um, and that kind of more value-led vision of what we want for the future um, is a much more inspiring way forward. I'm reading the book by Barack Obama at the moment, which I just find really fascinating about his kind of campaign to become president. And it was very much about a hopeful vision. Um, and he just had this core belief that he could unite people around a hopeful vision of what America could be rather than playing into the, the negative campaigning 
that people were more used to. And, and you saw, didn't you, in that 2008 election campaign, how he managed to inspire so many people um, with hope. And I think that's a sort of powerful example. Obviously, it's all gone wrong in America since then. <laughs> but that was an inspiring moment, I thought. Okay, amazing, right, we're running out of time. Um, we've been here for three hours. It's gone quite quickly for me, but I know we're all exhausted. Zoom is an exhausting platform. You know, I, I know young people care about things, but I have to say I've been, you know, so impressed actually by like the sophistication of the issues that you've talked about. And it's not just um, trying to simplify everything, actually there's real complex understanding. And I think we need to share that, you know, we need to share how knowledgeable young people are about the issues, often more knowledgeable than your parents about a lot of the issues. So I'd love to be able to amplify your voices in whatever way we can. And the, the Wellbeing Economy Alliance is an alliance of organizations across Wales. It's not just one small group. You know, we've got about 80 organizations from Oxfam to ethnic youth support team, you know, all connecting with us and hoping that we can all work together um, to make a difference in Wales. So, you know, together we can hopefully amplify everything we've talked about today. But I hope you've enjoyed uh, the discussion. We've certainly enjoyed hearing from you. Um, I'm just going to pop my email address in the chat there um, as well, because I'd love to hear from any of you with feedback or actions or ideas. That's dawn at fortheregion.com. Uh, I'm going to let you go and get on with the rest of your Saturday. But thank you so much for coming. And hopefully we will keep in touch and speak again soon. Thank Lovely you very to much. Meet you. Bye. Lovely to meet you. Bye. Thank you so much for all thank the you. contributions.